This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything ag. Welcome to SaskAg Today with your host, Ryan Young. Hey everyone, good afternoon and welcome to SaskAg Today. It's brought to you by Milligan Bio, the leading buyer of heated and damaged canola in Saskatchewan, wants to buy your seed. Visit MilliganBio.com. On today's show, cattle prices this past week were down according to the latest cattle market update from Canfax. Students wanting to study agriculture at the university level can apply for scholarship and preparations continue for next month's harvest showdown in Yorkton. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. You're listening to SaskAg Today on 620 CKRM. This is SaskAg Today with 620 CKRM Ag News Director, Ryan Young. SaskAg Today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. And Farm Fresh Water, fix your water problems. Visit farmfreshwater.ca. The latest cattle market update from Canfax indicates prices are starting to lose steam. Provincial cattle specialist with the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture, Fonda Froats, breaks down the prices by weight category. And we're down across all but one of the steer categories compared to the week prior, which was September 29th. Feeder steer prices range from 5.1206 per hundred weight for the three to four hundred pound steers to 311.75 for the 900 plus pound category. The largest decline was in the six to 700 weight steers with an average decline of 813 per hundred weight while the four to 500 pound steers were up on average 56 cents per hundred weight over the previous week. And average weekly prices for Saskatchewan heifers ranged from 427.14 per hundred weight for the three to 400 pound category down to 294.14 for the 800 plus pound category. Prices declined across all the heifer categories with the largest decline being an average of 11.25 per hundred weight for the four to 500 pound heifers. She says the prices are on a seasonal decline. From a seasonal perspective, the calf markets tend to soften in October, and this year, I guess, is no exception, especially we're seeing larger volumes starting to come into the market. And the market also has lost some upward momentum with the weaker live and feeder cattle futures. The volume of feeder cattle sold at auction in Saskatchewan continued to rise. The volume of feeder cattle sold at auction increased the week ending October 6th, with Canfax reporting 23,704 heads sold, and that is compared to 15,016 head marketed the previous week. Froats also has the details on market-ready cattle. Alberta-fed steers averaged 233.30 per hundredweight for the week ending October 6th, which is 50 cents per hundredweight above the previous week. And prices for Alberta cows on October 6th were down compared to September 29th. The price of D2 and D3 slaughter cows both decreased on average 39 cents per hundredweight from the previous week to average 130.61 per hundredweight and 118.22 per hundredweight, respectively. Fonda Froats is a provincial cattle specialist going over the latest cattle market update for the week ending October 6th. Coming up next is the Ag Student Scholarship and 
Students being encouraged to apply for that, as well as the latest on Bill 275 from the nation's capital. You're listening to Saskag Today on 620 CKRM. We're back with Saskag Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskag Today is brought to you by Prairie 6-Inch. For Prairie 6-Inch eaves trough, size matters. So see Prairie 6-Inch eaves trough, your farm shop specialist. PrairieEavesTrough.ca And Western Ag Professional Agronomy. If you want to make cropping decisions with confidence, visit GrowMoreProfit.com. The Commons Ag Committee will again be discussing Bill C-275 early next week when Parliament resumes following the Thanksgiving break. The bill, introduced by Tory Egg critic and Foothills MP John Barlow, is aimed at amending the Health of Animals Act to make it illegal for anyone to trespass into facilities like barns where animals are housed. Barlow introduced a similar bill in the last parliament with the aim at preventing the introduction er, preventing the introduction of a biosecurity hazard into these facilities from people who shouldn't be there. Some of the witnesses that testified in recent days suggest the bill has more to do with hiding questionable farming practices than preventing a biohazard situation from unwanted protesters. Saskatchewan Tory MP Warren Steinley took exception to that at the most recent hearing. I think to just blindly say a statement that Canadians don't have trust in our farmers anymore is damaging to our reputation, and I think it does a great disservice to our producers across the country. And I really feel that we've gone into a, a weird place with the Agriculture Committee right now where we're actually putting farmers on trial and saying that they're not doing their job. I grew up on a dairy and beef farm, and I know the protocols we had, and some of the CFI standards we're talking about are voluntary, and we're trying to say now that our producers aren't doing the job and aren't going the extra mile to make sure their animals are safe. And I, for one, don't believe that for a second. And I think we should really take a step back and look at this committee and not be putting our Canadian producers on trial here for not taking good care of their animals. Debate on the bill will resume on Monday. Students looking to pursue post-secondary education related to agriculture can now apply for the 2024 Agriculture Student Scholarship. The scholarship amounts have increased this year, with the top recipient to get $6,000 and $3,000 each for three runner-ups. Caitlin Spratt is in her first year of taking animal bioscience at the University of Saskatchewan and is the grand prize winner of this year's Ag Student Scholarship. I was very grateful for it and because like without, I mean the cost of going to school these days is not cheap so being able to just win that was gave me a little bit more encouragement to keep going in school and yeah it just really helped a lot. Students can apply by creating a three-minute video or writing a 1,000-word essay about farming and the environment. This year's focus is on farming and environmental sustainability. Applicants are encouraged to explore the idea of environmental sustainability, the importance of public perception of modern farming practices, where food comes from, and how everyone shares a role in communicating about food production. Spratt talked about her essay. Well, in my essay that I did, I talked about sustainable agriculture and ways that we currently are improving how we are farming these days and like how we can also keep improving for the future generations as well. 
And uh, if I could, you know, just kind of follow up on that, and uh, if you could just kind of expand on uh, some of the ideas that you mentioned in the essay about, uh, you know, keeping uh, eggs sustainable. Yeah, so I talked about, um, like, no-till, and I talked about GPS systems, and then I talked about, like, land management and ways to improve our land for, I guess, our livestock, and then I also talked about the carbon cycle that's involved with livestock as well. Scholarships will be awarded to Saskatchewan students in grade 12 and or recent high school or GED graduates entering ag-related university studies next fall. Coming up next is today's Ag Review. You're listening to SaskAg Today on CKRM. You're tuned in to SaskAg Today on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. Today's Ag Review with Doug Falconer of GX94 is brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integra Tire dealers. Ice Futures canola contracts fell to their lowest levels in three and a half months during the week ended yesterday, taking some direction from Chicago soy oil as harvest activity winds down across the prairies. Losses in other markets, including Malaysian palm oil and European rapeseed futures, added to the declines in canola. Chart-based selling contributed to the losses in canola, as speculators have built up a sizable net short position over the past month. According to Bruce Burnett, Director of Markets and Weather Information with Markets Farm, a move below previous support at $710 per metric ton in the November contract likely encouraged additional speculative selling, with next support at $700 per metric ton having a bullseye on it for the bears. However, he adds there was no real fundamental reason for canola to move much lower. He notes that while export demand was soft, the harvest is nearly done, and domestic processors were still crushing aggressively. Yields and crop conditions from this year's pulse harvest in Saskatchewan largely varied by location. That's according to Sask Pulse Executive Director Carl Potts. He says generally on the east side of the province and some areas of the south, there are some pretty good yields. And then in the west central and southwest regions, there were some yields that were quite low. Potts says overall what he's expecting is to have overall pulse yields certainly less than last year and lower than the five-year average, but better than the 2021 drought year. He estimates pea and lentil yields to be 25% lower than 2019-2020 and 2020-2021 and 12 to 13% lower than 2022-23. Due to being grown in drier areas in the province, lentil and chickpea yields fared worse than those for dry peas and faba beans. The USDA has slightly lowered U.S. crop production for corn and soybeans and brought down projected ending stocks for both crops as well. The USDA lowered the 2023-24 corn production 70 million bushels to 15.064 billion bushels, while also lowering soybean production 42 million bushels to 4.104 billion bushels. Both numbers were within the pre-report ranges. According to DTN lead analyst Todd Haltman, today's new crop U.S. ending stocks estimates were neutral for corn, 
soybeans, and wheat. Haltman sees the world-ending stocks estimates from USDA as neutral for corn and wheat, but bullish for soybeans. It's been a long process, but Canada is nearing a final decision on the use of gene editing in crop development. Krista Thomas, Vice President of Seed Innovation and Trade Policy with the Canada Grains Council, says the final assessment, that of feed for livestock, is nearing completion as the consultation wraps up next month. The first two hurdles gene editing had to clear, food safety and environmental impact, were completed in 2021 and 2022, respectively. While it may seem that approval for livestock feed should be a slam dunk after clearing the human food hurdle, Thomas says it's an important part of the evaluation process and is looked at slightly differently versus human consumption. The crop has to be cleared for people who are formulating feeds, but animals eat the same diet their entire lifespan, and that means the impact is assessed differently from how Health Canada would assess a human diet. It's not clear what steps major Canadian grocers have taken to address a demand from the federal government to stabilize soaring grocery prices. Industry Minister Francois-Philippe Champagne announced last week that the grocers have presented initial plans to keep prices in check. Those plans include discounts, price freezes and price matching campaigns. Loblaw, Empire, Metro and Costco have not clarified what exactly each of them has promised to do, while Walmart says the company plans to continue offering everyday low prices. And that's today's Ag Review. I'm Doug Falconer. It's your Saskag Today weather on your voice of Saskatchewan. 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina. Specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, some periods of drizzle ending, then mainly cloudy. Winds out of the east at 20 kilometers an hour, high of 12 degrees. Partly cloudy this evening and a low of zero. Tomorrow, mainly cloudy, then clearing in the afternoon, high of 10, the low minus 1. Saturday, sunshine, high of 12, the low plus 1 this time. Sunday, partly cloudy, high of 16, the low 3 degrees. Sunny on Monday, high of 18, the low staying at 3 degrees. Tuesday, partly cloudy and a high of 19. Tuesday night, cloudy and a 30% chance of showers, low 5 degrees. And it's partly cloudy for Wednesday, 16 is the high. Normal highs for this period are around 12, normal lows minus 2. Sun rose at 716 this morning, sun will set at 613 this evening. Taking a look around the province, Nestman and Yorkton 9 degrees, Swift Current is at 5, Saskatoon 7, Weyburn 8. The warm-ish spot in Saskatchewan is in Stony Rapids at 12.5, cool spot in Cypress Hills at 4.2. In Regina, it's a cloudy sky, winds out of the east at 22, humidity at 61%, temperature 8 degrees or 46 Fahrenheit. Barometric pressure at 102.4 and rising. In Moose Jaw, mostly cloudy. East wind at 21 to 31 kilometers an hour. Temperature 8 degrees. 
Once again in Regina, cloudy, east wind at 22, temperature 8 degrees. Back in a moment. The team of experienced farmland real estate agents at Shepherd Realty in Regina have just listed for sale 214 acres of farmland near Belgoni and four quarters near Bollier. To learn more about these listings, see the team at Shepherd Realty. Or if you're considering selling your farm or ranch property, get the ball rolling by contacting Shepherd Realty in Regina, 352-1866, shepherdrealty.ca. Catch up with all your ag news anytime at saskagtoday.com. Now, back to Saskag Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. This portion of Saskag Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers, where you're guaranteed the best buying and selling experience, mcdougalauction.com. And brought to you by Pattison Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter, Pattison Liquid Systems, expect the best. The 34th Annual Grain Millers Harvest Showdown in Yorkton will run from November 1st to 4th. Alexis DeCorby is the Livestock and Feed Extension Specialist with the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture in Yorkton, and she's also a consultant with this year's Forage Show. So our deadline closed just yesterday, but the forage show itself will be on at the end of October and into November here. We judge on the Monday, so that will be October 30th. So if you have entered samples, you can kind of expect to hear uh, the results from that, either October 31st or, or November 1st. And then uh, Harvest Showdown itself is November 1st through to the 4th. So come on down and view all of the samples that have won. They'll be on display so you can see what has won. And then there will also be an awards evening on the Thursday. She notes there's different forage categories that will be judged. We have a couple different classes here. We have the hay class, we have the green feed class, and then we have the silage class and the grain class as well. So there's four different kind of classes, and then within each of those classes, there's a few subcategories. So corn silage versus other silages, and then we also have you know hay versus or alfalfa hay versus uh, grass hay, and so on and so forth. DeCorby was expecting the normal number of entries this year. I haven't seen the final tally yet, but sounds like they were very busy taking in entries the last couple of days, so I'm sure we'll be right around where we normally are for entries, which is about 40 or 60 or so. She says the winners will get the spoils. There is some prize money associated with it as well, so it's not just the recognition, there is some money. Um, so basically, if you do happen to win, you can basically pay for your forage test costing, if not a little bit more. And then um, there is a premier award for the person who has won the most um, points across all the categories, and that comes with some recognition as well. And DeCorby explains who does their forage testing. Uh, so that's contracted through a lab. This year it's going through ANL Labs. It's just a, a lab that was willing to work with us. So, Alexis DeCorby is involved with the Forage Show at the 34th Annual Grain Millers Harvest Showdown November 1st to 4th in Yorkton. You're listening to Saskag Today on 620 CKRM. You're tuned in to Saskag Today on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskag Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com 
Precision agriculture is used to optimize each region of a field with the end goal of creating a larger return on investment. For some, it is knowing which zone of a field requires more fertilizer, while others are using drones, adopting complete variable rates, and closely monitoring yields. Brett Sinclair farms in the Rosetown area and is an agronomist at Western Sales. He says precision agriculture is a multi-year process. It's about standing back and looking at it in a long-term trend because looking at it one year to year to year, sometimes it can be hard to see everything through all the data that comes in and a lot of it can be noise. But if you can stand back and look at it, you can start to pick out trends mm -hmm. and pick out the best ways to suit each individual farmer and their each individual needs. Some of the best information is gathered from test strips. And that's what we try and do here is utilize the equipment to the best of its abilities because if you look at a combine from 10, 15, 20 years ago to now, there's a lot more stuff that we can use to make it more efficient. Whereas before it was setting up flags and in the middle of harvest slowing down and weighing stuff out, now we can have someone leave a test strip, go and combine it without us being there, and then we can go back in the middle of wintertime or in the fall or whenever we have time to actually sit down and look at it and actually see what is working and where is it working and what do we need to do? And rather than just listening to your neighbors or looking at a brochure or just scouring the internet, looking at a company's website, the farmer is able to actually find out what worked on their farm because what works for Farmer Joe might not work yeah. for Farmer Bob down the road. I think that's the big thing and that's the not getting caught up with what you see, on, especially on Twitter, yeah. because farming Twitter is so wide and all-encompassing of everything that it can be really easy, I think, to get lost in the noise of looking at what someone else is doing through a single photo or a single tweet and then going oh why am I not doing that or I did that and it didn't work for me did I do it wrong where it might be the specific thing worked in that area you know it's just trying to discern what actually works for your farm it was a very dry year over much of west central Saskatchewan with only scattered pockets of well-timed rain Brett uses precision agriculture to maximize any rain that comes his way in this area in particular, right in Rosetown, we actually had a few rains come through. We are still less than average, but with those rains, when we do get these small rainfalls, we need to be doing the right things to maximize it because I think if we start off in April just going, well, it's a drought, we're in a drought year, and just kind of throwing in the towel, if you go in expecting a bad year, you're going to have a bad year. Sensors in the soil can track moisture in real time, and that can help with in-season growing decisions like top dressing fertilizer. You're listening to SASGAG today. Coming up next is the Market Update. Here's the Market Update with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. Grain prices at Viterra were down in early trading today. Canola is down just 10 cents at 660.02 a metric ton. Number one red spring wheat is down 71 cents at 321.33. The rest were unchanged. Durham 509.23, feed barley 277.58, chickpeas 1036.17, flax 611.54, lentils 780.50, oats 294.32, yellow peas 399.89, and feed wheat 235.46. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, hard red spring wheat for December is down five and three quarters cents to seven dollars and twelve and a half cents a bushel coming up next is the livestock reports take the saskag today livestock reports on your voice of saskatchewan 620 ckrm 
The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock at 842-4574. Now here are the latest Livestock Quotes. Good afternoon. This is the Yorkton Heartland Livestock Mark Report for the week of October 11th. Another good run here with 3,000 head in the short with 260 cows and bulls, a total of 3,260 going through the ring. Cows and bulls selling steady with last week. D1, D2 cows, 128 to 138, sales to 142, 143, D3 cows, 120 to 128. Older, type, thinner, blemish cows, we didn't have too many of them this week, but they still brought 110 to 115. Cows are averaging 129. From that good Raymore area, 1,600-pound cows, they topped out at 146. Good bulls, 150 to 160, sales to 172, 173, bulls are averaging 161. From that good Willowbrook area, 2,300-pound bull topped out at 176.75. On to the pre-short sale. Yesterday, we were featuring Angus cattle. This market showing some downward pressure, not as strong as it was a couple of weeks ago, but still a very strong sale to be part of for sure. Listen up. These are Angus prices here. 425-pound black steers, 502. 500-pound red Angus steers, there were 76 in this group. That's as good as you can make them. It was a sight to see. 500-pound red Angus steers, they topped out at 416. 575-pound steers at $4. 650s at 373. My favorite pen, 710-pound black steers, 354. The 780s at 347. And 850s at 328. Yearling steers, 850-pound yearling steers at 317. And 950-pound yearling steers at 304. On to the heifer side. Also, this is uh, Angus prices here. 350-pound little black heifers at 427. 425-pound heifers, 387. 500-pounders, 340. And 575-pound heifers at 337. We had some yearling heifers here. 750-pounders at 314. The 850-pounders at 295. And 950-pound yearling heifers, 270. Highlight of the morning, 48 little steers. 340 pounds, they topped out at 529. And 650-pound tan steers, 381.50. Next week, featuring Simmental and, and Simmental cross calves, I'd like to mention, please book your trucks into advance to avoid disappointment. All in all, a good, satisfying day yesterday. That's it for this week at Heartland York, and I'm Harvey Exner. Have a good day. The latest pork prices are at $202.80 per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report. It's the Saskag Today Resource Reports on 620 CKRM. Here's Ryan Young. Now the Resource Report brought to you by Mazank Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazank, 306-721-6667. NATO's chief says the alliance will hold a major nuclear exercise next week. The announcement came after Russia warned it would pull out of a global nuclear test ban agreement. NATO's Steadfast Noon exercise is held annually and runs for about a week. It involves fighter jets capable of carrying nuclear warheads but does not involve any live bombs. Conventional jets and surveillance and refueling aircraft also routinely take part. Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg said today, This is a routine training event that happens every October and that this year the training will take place over Italy, Croatia, and the Mediterranean Sea. 
The United Auto Workers Union has significantly escalated its walkout against Detroit's big three automakers. The UAW went on strike yesterday at the largest and most profitable Ford plant in the world, and the union's president is now threatening escalation at Jeep maker Stellantis. Sean Fain says the UAW has waited long enough to bargain for a fair contract. Ford has called the strike expansion grossly irresponsible and says it has made strong wage and benefit offers. Turning over to the markets, the TSX is down 170 points at 19,493. The Dow is down 139 points to 33,665. Oil is down 77 cents at $82.72 per barrel, and the Canadian dollar is sitting at 73.10 cents U.S. And that's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, you can tune in to the on-demand Sask Ag Today podcast, brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. And that's going to do her for Thursday's edition of Sask Ag Today. I'm Ryan Young. Have a nice day. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide.